Jesus loves him, but the rest of us think he's a putz. It's the Drew Marshall Show. this song yeah that's from the scottish band no, the irish the irish whatever commitments. the commitments take yeah. me to the river yeah you know the guitar player in this movie slash band went on to do the uh, falling slowly he won the grammy right glenn hansard i think his name was i don't know i stopped listening all right um how good were those squares they were so I, good you know they what? just put I, me into a coma oh, i don't even want to call them squares so it's like a, triangle. a layer of like Graham Wafer-ish kind of cookie. Well, it, it, yeah, it, well, no, it, I think it's more like butter tarty kind of. Okay, that's yeah. at the bottom. And then a huge chunk of caramel. Oh, oh, Homer, oh, do you like caramel? I love it so much. It reminds me of that time when I went to the <laughs> And then milk chocolate on top. Yeah, that's the best part. You're all the best part. What do you like more, Homer? Those uh, those things we just ate from Higher Ground uh, Coffee Company in Bell Fountain or the butter tarts? Uh, can I pick C, all of the above? <laughs> You're an idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Harrison. He's the founder and CEO of Charity Water. Scott Harrison uh, and I were chatting this week, and apparently he and his buddy Erwin McManus, another Drew Marshall show guest, name drop, were attending this week's TED Talks in Vancouver. And then all of a sudden, Scott remembered that he was in the home of Canada's most listened to spiritual talk show. So we got chatting. And as I was talking to him, I, I remembered I, that I actually liked the guy, number one. Number two, I remembered the charity big time. We're going to talk about this. You know, can I just say that it was like, remember Missionary Sunday in church? You go to church and all yeah. of a sudden it was, you found out it was Missionary Sunday and you're like, oh crap, now it's not going to be a good speaker. They're going to bore me to tears. I actually like that because oh. it wasn't the speaker sometimes. Well, then you were going to the wrong church. Right. Anyway, for me, I didn't like Missionary Sunday. Okay. And whenever I think, okay, I'm going to talk about a charity on the Drew Marshall Show, it's like, I don't know, I can hear some people, okay, myself, going, charity. It's not, there's charity saturation in the Jesus scene. Oh, yeah. Well, in the whole world, actually. Well, okay. But I think especially in the Jesus scene. Anyway, we're going to break that uh, mold right now with Scott Harrison, who is on the line with us right now. Hey, Drew. How are you? So I watched your um, your your video. It's called The Spring, yep. right? The Spring Film. By the yep. way, uh, here's where you go to see that. You go to charitywater.org and uh, look for The Spring Film. It's forward slash The Spring Film. And I, I actually... You don't know this, but I... And I didn't want to let you know until you came onto the air with us. I do not like you anymore. <laughs> okay. No, I don't like you at all because I, I stink and cried watching this stupid video. It was what five minutes, seven minutes. I don't know, whatever. It was shorter than a TED talk. And I th- and I thought, okay, I'm gonna. I got you on the show. I got to do my research, do my due diligence, and I'm watching this thing. And first of all. It's HD like crazy. The resolution is brilliant. It's crisp photography. It's a crisp message. The scenes change uh, frequently, which is good for someone with ADD like me. And then you, there's so many things that happen in this video that make me just go, like I almost st- quit radio and said, I want to work with you guys. I want to work with Scott Harrison and, and Charity you know, Water. It was funny. I almost didn't get that made. Uh, it's 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 funny you say it's five or eight minutes, which is awesome. It's actually twenty minutes, uh, and we wanted it to feel like 
you know, five minutes. And as I was trying to get this made internally for our 10th anniversary, all my team, you know, everybody was saying, dude, no one is going to watch a 20 minute movie online. Like, it's just not going to happen. And uh, I just I thought that uh, I, I really appreciated that challenge. You know, you can't I just didn't feel like we could capture 10 years of stories in three minutes or five minutes. And we tried to do a lot. And uh, thanks for thanks for actually sticking through it. Actually made that with a guy who you might know uh, called Jason Russell, who started an organization called Invisible Children. Okay, I don't know that one. Um, it was one of the few orgs out there that was really an inspiration for Charity Water. Uh, these guys had a mission of chasing down warlord Joseph Kony in the north oh, of Uganda. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they did that just by running around making edgy, you know, in the moment raw videos. Uh, and Invisible Children, after ten years, kind of sunset uh, for a variety of reasons, but. You know, I, I just uh, called up Jason, and he collaborated on that uh, with me and, and my wife. And thanks for thanks for watching it. Well, I, you're welcome, but I'm still kind of serious. I'm a little ticked off because I don't need any more emotional uh, dilemmas in my life right now. <laughs> um, but here, here's the. Um, Here's the phenomenal uh, thing about you, right? You used to be Mr. And this is how I've spoken about you uh, as I was promoting this interview coming up. You're the club guy. You're the New York City nightclub guy, elite nightclub. You're the bottle of Dom and you get all the people in and the, the red velvet rope thing and and Mr. <laughs> and, and, and then you sit, you know, one day you're, you rent this palatial house somewhere in some, you know, warm tropical deal and all your party friends are partying and you're just sitting there going, this is not doing it for me. This is not yeah. doing it for me anymore. And then, for like the last decade, you've gone from being Mr. New York nightclub promoter to raising $250 million from 1 million generous people and funded almost 23,000 water projects to help 7 million people in 24 countries get clean water, which is a little over 1% of the global problem. So my question to everyone listening right now is, uh, hey, everybody, what does your last decade look like? Because you just made the rest of us look like losers. Thank you very much. Another reason to hate you. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. <laughs> well, look, my, my story may not be that uh, different, maybe, than some of your listeners. You know, the, the decade, the decadent, hedonistic decade you described was really more a betrayal uh, against the religious background I've been brought up in. Uh, when I was four, my mom got really ill. There was a carbon monoxide gas leak in our home. And my parents, at the advice of a Christian doctor, decided not to sue this gas company. Uh, family planning stopped. My mom became an invalid. My dad and I got sick, but eventually recovered. And I grew up kind of that perfect Christian kid that there are probably some listeners that could resonate with that, you know, going to Sunday school, playing in the worship band. I didn't sm smoke. I didn't drink. I didn't have sex. I didn't curse. And then at, I, it's funny. You mentioned the missionaries. I actually remember missionary Sunday. These missionaries would come into church and they had dirt under their fingernails and some of them smelled. And I remember thinking, I am never going to Africa. I mean, that <laughs> that is like the last place on earth, you know, I would ever want to go uh, if that's what it produces. You know, the people that are coming back are, are looking like this and smelling like this. Uh, but that was really that was really my kind of true core foundation. And then the 10 years from 18 to 28 was a radical rebellion to that. Uh, and I'm sure you probably have some listeners that have you know, tried to experiment with the opposite of the the morality or the Christian, you know, religiosity that they might have been brought up with. So that that, you know, led to smoking two packs a day and trying, 
you know, every drug except heroin and a pornography addiction and a gambling addiction, uh, you know, a drinking problem, all those things that you might associate with a life and career in nightlife. Uh, but after 10 years of that, I, I did have this moment. I was in South America on a, in a great house, and my girlfriend was on the cover of Elle magazine, and I drove a BMW, and I had a Labrador Retriever and a Rolex and all these <laughs> things. You know, I ticked all these boxes uh, for happiness, but yet I was not happy. And I realized that I had betrayed all the things that I, I truly believed deep down and had somehow become the most spiritually bankrupt, morally bankrupt, you know, sycophantic person that I knew. And I really wanted to find my way back home. So it was really, uh, you know, I think it was more of the prodigal son story, like waking up in that pigsty for me, which just happened to look a lot nicer. But, um, you know, really underneath it, it wasn't. It was kind of a life of selfishness and destruction and hedonism and you know it, it may look fun at midnight but noon the next day when you're trying to go to sleep uh and everybody else is on their lunch break or you know going to yoga classes it doesn't feel so good uh, what i thought you were going to say in in that little testimony you just gave there was then i found jesus i rediscovered jesus again i gave my heart or i surrendered to, and the lord took over and i felt the lord calling and that's just and now he and i are he's my boyfriend you know you're going to sing some jesus is my boyfriend <laughs> song <laughs> oh but i stopped short of that didn't i <laughs> you just pulled up nicely well done well done it's a little more nuanced than that and um, i'm sure it is for a lot of people that you know, we'll use that terminology. I mean, I um, I did read a book uh, called The Pursuit of God, which was funny because for 10 years I hadn't gone to church. I hadn't given it all. I actually threw a nightclub party once where I, I advertised the party as giving a portion of the proceeds to the homeless. And I think my partner and I decided to give 1%. Um, and I'm not sure we ever wrote the check, to be quite honest. <laughs> You're going so, to hell. You're going you know? to hell. <laughs> so, uh, look, you know, I, I felt like, you know, reading this deep theology. And by the way, I've tried to experience that Tozer book a couple times since and never really found it in the same way. But I, I think in that moment of decadism, decadence and hedonism and all that, I felt like I was reading the exact opposite of my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, he goes on about holiness and virtue and, you know, I think he wrote that book like on a train or something in two days. It's kind of this rant of a search for purity and connection with God and all these things that maybe I longed for, but, but were certainly absent in my life. And I think I came back to to faith in a different way as an adult. I was 28. I got to opt back in on my own. And I just became really compelled with maybe the rereading of Jesus as an adult. Like he kind of was a badass. He, he, you know, gave the middle finger to a lot of the establishment of the day. And what he, he did or what my takeaway from the new reading as an adult was he really cared for the poor and he really did want to serve others, uh, people who weren't as, uh, you know, the, the, the poor, the lame, the sick. And I, I, I remember coming across the, the verse in James that said, true religion is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep from being polluted by the world. So I was 0 for 2 for 10 years. I'd done nothing for the poor. And not only was I polluted, I literally was a purveyor of pollution. I mean, I, 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 polluted for a living. The more wasted you got, the more high you got at any of our parties, that was what success looked like. So I just, uh, I really kind of found my way back and, and 
you know, interestingly, I didn't want to start a Christian charity. Uh, I had no interest in um, in creating an organization, you know, for for Christians. I, I wanted to build a very big tent, and um, I wanted to involve atheists and Muslims and Jews and Hindus and uh, you know, you name it, in the pursuit of providing clean drinking water for everybody on Earth. Mm. And the great thing is that that actually aligns with my personal theology. So I get to live out my faith through the work but not make that exclusive in any way. Uh, and that's been really fun for 10 years. So you don't need to go to, you know, you don't need to do what I do on a Sunday to work at the organization or to give to the organization or volunteer or partner with the organization. Uh, and, and I think that's that, that's a little different maybe than the old model of, of Jesus charity or Christian charity. Yeah. That also has allowed us to go forth with no strings. So, you know, we're not handing out Bibles next to the wells. And, and believe me, if I go speak in the South, uh, of the country, you know, un- invariably people will come up after a talk and say, yeah, but are they getting saved? I'm yeah. like, no. You know, I remember arguing with a house builder once, a very wealthy house builder, and I said, do you only let Christians buy your homes? Nice. He's like, well, well no. He, I said, well, then surely every contractor that has ever worked for you is a Christian, right? He said, no. I'm like so, <laughs> why, why why is that true of us giving people you know access to life's basic need? Yeah, you know solving human suffering around the world. Why does that need to be with strings? Why does that need to be with an agenda? So I I, I, I passionately believe in that, and you know I, I have nothing against Christian organizations, against missionary organizations. That just wasn't what I felt passionate about or called to do. I felt like big, <clears throat> building a really big tent and and including everybody in this redemptive work. Right, okay, so here... I and wanna... making it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to make it fun. You've certainly done that. Uh, by the way, uh, I, I think I'm going to be down in New York uh, within a month or so, and I'd love to... Uh, I'd love Come for... by for sure. Yeah, I want you Come to sp- sure. I want you to buy me dinner and drinks and stuff, okay? So you can... At least some awesome. water. Yeah. You, but I know you won't use the charity's money because uh, because that's not how you roll. Every dollar right. raised, 100% of, of money donated to Charity Water goes to the charity. And then you you approach wealthy people to take care of your overhead. True? Yeah, which sounds insane, right? No, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. That's how you guys should roll. Now, here's... I want to let... We're running out of time here, but I want to let everyone know this is a moment that I thought was really cool. You had a big fundraiser deal. People sitting around tables. There's an iPad in the middle of the table, and uh, and you told everybody, hey, grab the iPad, and and they look, and they, you know, here's a kid that you can impact or have impact. I don't know. Whatever the story was, it's, mm-hmm. I, I should probably let you tell it, but the point is, all of a sudden... Live on the screen in front of everybody is a live feed from the area where all these kids are actually from. And there's those human beings right in front of them, live feed, as they turn on the water well for the very first time in this community in the middle of Africa or whatever. All of a sudden, they've got pure, clean drinking water instead of drinking bug and bacteria and germ-infested water. First time, the well goes... And, yeah, the, and, cool. and the crowd erupts in the in the charity event, and every, people are crying, and you're crying because you're a little cry boy. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, well, I lived in that community. You you got it exactly right. We brought 400 people together in New York at 10 p.m. at night, uh, which was 6 a.m. in Ethiopia, and we asked them to all give thirty dollars and and fund a twelve thousand dollar project. Uh, and after all 400 people gave, we said, "Great, um, we'll open up a satellite link so you can you can see that this is real." Uh, and there were hundreds of people gathered around a drilling rig, and they drilled and they found water. And 
you know, just this idea of connecting, using technology to connect people across the 3,000 miles. Um, to their impact, so we've always uh, we've always enjoyed trying to innovate in that way. Fantastic! All right, well, listen, I'm I'm sorry we uh, gypped you from a bit of time here, but CharityWater.org is the website. Scott Harrison is the founder and CEO of Charity Water. They are celebrating 10 years. Um, if if anybody just listened to this and went, yeah, baby, I'm all about what? Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, baby, yeah, I'm all about Charity Water. There's Scott Harrison, the whole thing, the way they're doing it. Uh, 100% of my donation is going to go. What do you want, people? What do you want from my people? Yeah, go go watch the film uh, and then join this new thing called The Spring. So charitywater.org slash The Spring Film. Uh, and that's really, uh, yeah, we've, we've, we're building a community for the next 10 years of a bunch of people. Some of them are given five bucks a month. Some of them are given 10 bucks. And yeah. um, we're trying to innovate in, in ways of connecting them to, uh, you know, to their hard-earned money Good and the you. impact it's making around the world. So Good thanks so much for having Good. me, Drew. Scott, I so appreciate the way you do things, man. I really, really do. Thanks for, for connecting with me this week, and I hope you had a good time at TED hanging out with the Pope. And really do look me up when you come in. I'd love to have you by. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you, Scott. See you, buddy. Cool. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye. Bye. All right, a short break, and when we come back, Bear Reinhardt, he's the lead singer of Grammy-nominated Need to Breathe on the Drew Marshall Show. Stay with us. Hoping that he's for more than arguments and failed attempts. 